This episode of the Below the Line podcast is presented by Wicked Minis. Wicked Minis are great on soup, salad, or just as a handheld snack. They're available at Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and as always, at MoonlightMixes.com. They're taking the bland and the blah out of oyster crackers. Get your Wicked Minis today at MoonlightMixes.com. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. To the Below the Yellow Line podcast presented by Wicked Minis. Uh, just as uh, I said in a little intro there, head on over to MoonlightMixes.com, Walmart.com, Amazon.com. Get your hands on your Wicked Minis today. Winding down the month of November. Today marks three weeks since the end of the NASCAR season. We have already graded the Cup Series fields, 2023 seasons. We've already 2023 seasons. And if you're good at math, unlike me, you would know that, you know, three minus two equals one. One series we have left to cover and grade is the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So we are going to go down the list in numerical order from number zero to number whatever. The car number, uh, the lowest car number, and the highest car number of these uh, fields, all the way from Cole Custer to, to what, Josh Williams, I think, in the 92, and rank or grade these guys full-time years. This on your typical grading scale. It's report card season for these guys. So you know, I'm sure they're freaking out because um, I know they pay attention to these shows all the time. But we're going to start out with Cole Custer. But before we do, I have one more announcement. And if you can pay attention to that little ticker at the bottom of the screen, it'll also say this. We did just launch a Patreon uh, this weekend. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Patreon's a way to, to support smaller creators um, you know, I'm not, I'm not attached to, to a corporate brand or anything like that. You know, I'm just kind of one guy out on an island here. So um, it's $4 and you'll get exclusive uh, behind the scenes. You'll get early access to a couple of the films that we're producing here soon. Um, and you'll be able to get your name in the video. I'll, I'll say people's names. I think I haven't done this before, but I think it's what I'm going to do. And you'll see your name on a banner there. I'll update a little banner at the scrolling ticker banner at the bottom of the screen. You'll see your name there. So you can get famous a little bit. Uh, if you want to, but um, that's an option, $4. It's only one tier right now. You know, since we just launched it, I didn't want to put, you know, 10 tiers out there and have people pay, you know, $100 to, you know, have me say their name or whatever. Because uh, I've seen some people do it like that. It just seems a little ridiculous. So we're starting small. But if you feel inclined, head on over to uh, patreon.com backslash below the line podcast, which you can find us and uh, pledge, I think, $4 is what I set it at uh, for now. Um, and MoonlightMixes.com, also, it's another way, you know, supporting them supports me. Get your hands on some Wicked Minis and Wicked Mix as it will. We're going to start off, give Cole Custer our first grade. And Cole Custer, obviously the champion, and that legally means I'm obligated to give him an A+. Uh, 21 top 10s, 14 top 5s, 3 wins, 586 slaps led, 9 stage wins for Stone Cold Cole Custer. Uh, along with an iconic victory celebration, he had a really good year. Had a slow start, and it was his teammate initially, Riley Herbst, who was the one um, that was, you know, getting out in front 
um, and having a good start to the year. Cole Custer, I think, only had one top 10 in the first six races. Riley Herbst was six for six in top 10s in the first six races of the Xfinity Series season. And then that double zero team caught fire. Uh, they won two races in the summer. They won at Portland, and then they won Chicago, which, you know, it was Chicago Street Xfinity race was a mess, but he still won it. He did what he had to do to win. Um, got two wins there and, and went into the playoffs as a guy that I, I think I picked him to make the championship for, but I wasn't really picking him based on his merit from this year. I was saying, okay, he's got cup experience. He's been to the Xfinity Series title for before, just didn't win it. You know, I think he'll make it. And uh, he proved us all wrong. And while he did only win three races this year, um, you know, he got his third win in the playoffs. And I, I can't remember where it was now, of course, because my brain just decided to, to take the afternoon off, um, you know, from off Thanksgiving. It's just all that food up there is kind of you know, inundated me. But um, yeah, Cole Custer gets an A+. Plus. I mean, it, it was a year that was kind of strange. You know, he didn't just go out there and dominate. But I don't know. It was just a, it was a weird year for him. Um, but the win was huge. Obviously, was it Martinsville that he won at? I can't. I I can't remember, guys. I can't remember. I think it was Martinsville. I'm not sure. I can't remember which race it was. Um, I'll have to go back and and check a little later. But uh, maybe I can find out right now. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Cole Custer, though, wins the championship A-plus and a guy that I think we'll see back in Cup. Now, I was harsh on him last year. A lot of people were harsh on Cole Custer last year, and deservedly so. He was not good in Cup. Uh, even 2020, his rookie year when he won, his three years in the Cup Series were were not good. Oh, he did win that race. He, I'm sorry, guys. I'm confused. He did win the uh, championship race. I thought that's what it was. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, great season for Cole wins the championship, a weird year, but you know, still a year where, um, where I think he proved to a lot of people that, Hey, you know, he deserves to be in the sport. He deserves to be in a good car. Moving on to Sam Mayer who made the championship four. And I don't remember what my predictions were for Sam Mayer with, when the year started, I certainly didn't have him winning four races. He won that race at road America. And we all said, that's nice. He got his first one. How can he build on this? He goes and just a few weeks later, gets another win at Watkins Glen in somewhat controversial fashion with Ty Gibbs. We say, okay, that's really good. Two wins, both on road courses, both on tough tracks. His back's against the wall in Charlotte. Everybody's saying, okay, two wins, good year, but still a first-round playoff elimination for a junior motorsports car isn't great in year two of full-time competition after a winless year and around a 12 exit last year. And then he pulls off a miracle, wins at the Roval, gets himself into the round of eight, and we say, hold on a minute, Sam Mayer, dark horse title contender and then he goes to homestead and beats riley herbs straight up who at that point herbs coming off the top five and then his win at vegas uh herbs was you know the hottest driver in the field i believe he'll be the last one to grade today but uh mayor holds him off and gets his fourth win of the season and he only led 177 laps but he had 19 top tens 13 top fives a consistent season uh for a guy who in all honesty, kind of needed a year where he was just consistently fast. And that's what we got from Sam Mayer this year. He gets an A. Then uh, doesn't quite get an A plus because he you know, didn't make the championship four and didn't win it, which is a little disappointing. But oh well, great year for Sam Mayer nonetheless. Uh, Sheldon Creed is our next guy up. And Sheldon Creed finishes seventh in the points. 
uh, eliminated in the round of eight. Had some controversy with, you know, Richard Childress of Martinsville calling Sheldon Creed the dumbest driver that he's ever employed. And while I think that's harsh, there were times this year, such as Portland, where Creed had one of many barely missed opportunities to win his first race. Creed did show some signs of being, you know, a young driver and being a guy that is only in his second season in Xfinity. At some point, he's going to win. It's the same thing with Herbs with Mayer. In the lower series, at some point, you're going to win. Um, Darlington last year, Watkins Glen this year, Portland this year, Charlotte Roval this year. I mean, there are so many. Daytona in the summer this year. There are so many races that Sheldon Creed could have, maybe should have won this year. Just didn't get, didn't get the job uh, done. And we don't know his plans for next season. Now, we know Jesse Love's going to be in that two-car uh, full-time for Richard Childress in the Xfinity Series. We don't know Sheldon Creed's plans. Um, I hope he's in a good Xfinity car, maybe a, a really good truck. I don't know. He needs to be in NASCAR. He's a really talented guy, a uh, champion, 2020 truck Jewish champion. A lot of people forget about that, but um, I'm going to give him uh, an, a B plus simply because you got to win at some point. 15 top tens is less than half the races. We'd like to see a little more speed. He's going to get that win eventually. It's just a question of where and when, um, but I think Sheldon Creed is a bright future. It's just a matter of, you know, when when will we see that future really start to come together? When will we see Sheldon Creed really start to be the guy that um, people are talking about to move up to a cup program one day? Right now, he's not there. Has a chance to be there, though. Uh, moving on to Justin Allgaier, who is turning in very quickly to the Mark Martin, Elliot Sadler, Denny Hamlin of modern Xfinity Series racing. Just the guy that is so close year in, year out, but still can't win that championship. He gets in... In A minus. Didn't have as many wins as I thought he would. I you know he's usually a guy that's good for three or four wins. And um he did get four this year, but it didn't feel like he really dominated any races, which is the weird thing. It didn't felt or didn't feel like he just came out and just whipped the field, you know, on a given Saturday afternoon. So uh, that's the only reason I give him an A minus. Um twenty top sends is, is a good number, not as high as guys like Nemechek or Hill would it's where he typically is. Um you know, one spot short of the championship in the points. Um, it's just, it's, I say this with Denny Hamlin too. I'm starting to doubt it more with Denny as each passing year goes by. Like I keep saying he's going to win a championship. He's too good not to win a championship. Like I think you, we can comfortably call all like one of the 20 best Xfinity series, full-time drivers of all time, maybe top 15. I don't know if we're at top 10 yet. Um, but he's a guy that's always going to win races. It's a guy that's always going to make the playoffs, a guy that's, you know, most of the time going to make the championship four, but now he's over six in the championship four. And now we're starting to say, okay, um, the time is now because he's not getting any younger and he's not, but I, I think the time's still coming for him, especially every year, the Xfinity series adds some talent and they lose some talent. Like last year, uh, they lost Almondinger. They lost Ty Gibbs. Uh, but they brought in John Hunter Nemechek. So they lose a lot of talent. They gain a lot of talent every single year. And I think for all guys, just, there's got to be a year. I'm not saying it's not that he can't win when you have all these really good guys around him. I'm saying that it's just so much easier for him to win, especially as he gets older, when there aren't just a ton of really hot, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old, really hot young prospects that are coming in to say, uh, you know, we're the new generation that are, you know, that are going to steal rides from, from, guys in the cup series uh i think that's what needs to happen is for a lot of these prospects to kind of you know pump the brakes and i think then i think all guys can get the championship is that next year 
I don't know. You got Jesse Love, the ARCA champion from this year, coming into RCR. Uh, Hill is coming back. Now, you do lose John Hunter Nemechek in this series. Uh, you have some guys moving around. You know, you might lose Sheldon Creed. We might lose Chandler Smith. We don't know their plans. Uh, at the same time, though, you know Kligerman's coming back. You know Sammy Smith is signed with JRM. So there's a lot of moving pieces in free agency and silly season, I think. Um, factor more into Justin Allgaier's quest for a championship than just his performance. Uh, Josh Berry is an interesting one. I know, you know, it's kind of the same deal as uh, like Zane Smith this year in trucks. Like it was a disappointing season. And if you just look at it compared to their season last year, where Josh Berry made the championship four, it's like, whoa, you know, what happened here? There had to be some out outside noise happening, right? And there was some outside noise because we know now Zane Smith cut plans. Um, Josh Berry going full-time cup racing next year, replacing Kevin Harvick. Now, there are people out there that say your current job should always be the one you're focused on, your current seat, your current team, whatever, not the future. But in NASCAR, when you know you're about to go race on Sundays as opposed to Saturdays, that's a pretty big distraction. And, you know, Josh Berry, 11th in points, making the playoffs is not a bad season. It just wasn't great compared to last year where he made the championship four. Um, and, you know, last year, 2022, people forget, was his first full-time year. And he made the championship four. That's really impressive. Um, so it's just, it's just, you gotta, you know, better look at things from, you know, the right perspective in context. And, you know, if Josh Berry wasn't going cup racing next year, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give him a, a, a C plus or a B minus for this. I'm going to give him just a B because, you know, disappointing, but 18 top 10 is not a bad number at all. And he did have that outside noise. I mean, let's face it. He, he's going cup racing next year. He's replacing Kevin Harvick. So, um, I'd be distracted too. Uh, one guy that really doesn't have the benefit of having, uh, you know, cut prospects distracting him as an excuse is Brandon Jones. He won some races with uh, JGR and, you know, beat Kyle Busch straight up at Phoenix in 2020 in the spring. Um, moves to JRM and everybody's saying, okay, a little bit better of a team. Let's see what he can do. Holy cow, were they bad. They got better towards the end of the year, and at least what I saw, short tracks were their best tracks. But only 10 top 10s, 14th in points. He misses the playoffs, goes winless, and just a year where not much went right. They just didn't really have speed. Like The speed wasn't there, not in practice, not in qualifying, certainly not in the race. Now, Brandon Jones gets a D for this season, and Maybe I'll up it to a D plus because he was a little bit better at the end of the year compared to the start where he was horrendous. I think he went like 0 for 9, 0 for 10 in terms of not having any top 10s in the first stretch of the season, which you really can't do in a stacked field in the Xfinity Series. So not a good year at all for Brandon Jones, especially considering he's with one of the best teams in the series. Um, it was just a really poor season. Um, certainly not a season that he wants to to relive. And at this point, it's kind of like just wipe the slate clean and go into 2024. He's coming back for 2024. See what you can do next year when you're used to the people around you, when you have camaraderie, when you have chemistry with your crew chief and your pit crew and all the guys at the shop. See what you can put together next year. Because 2023 was a wasted season, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to move on to Daniel Hemrick. Uh, finishes eighth in points. Another winless season. His only win in Xfinity is uh, that championship win. He, too... You know, he wasn't distracted as long as Josh Berry, but he, too, is going cup racing next year. He's going to take over that uh, 31 car for Colleg. We're still waiting to see. You know, maybe A.J. Allmendinger rejoins the Xfinity Series. We don't know uh, all of Colleg's plans yet. 
Uh, but Dino Hemrick gets just a B. He was fine. He was solid. You know, got top tens, was consistent, made the playoffs, um, and was, was just okay. But, you know, going cup racing this year, kind of a lame duck year. Not that it doesn't matter. He wants to go out there and win, try to win another championship in the Xfinity Series. Um, I think he's built up a very amicable relationship with Colleg. If this cup thing doesn't work out, because it, remember, it did work out for him the first time in 2019 with RCR, I think he has a home to come back to in the Xfinity Series, and he'll, and he'll do more of the same. He'll make the playoffs. Maybe he can win another race or two in Xfinity, be in contention for some more championships. Um, but Dino Hemrick right now is just kind of stuck in Xfinity Series purgatory, and that's why I think it's good for him to, to get some fresh air, go to the Cup Series, and see, if, see how his second crack at it goes. Moving on here, Chandler Smith, the rookie Chandler Smith. Um, the inconsistency from him and the lack of speed some weeks was really alarming. Only 13 top 10s, um, but he got the win at Richmond. And that win at uh, Richmond was a really impressive drive. Uh, so that's why he gets an A- minus for me. That win at Richmond was just a fantastic. It was a great race overall, but for Chandler Smith, it was a really impressive win uh, over some really good drivers. Um, only 13 top 10s, though, is, is not great, especially when you have a guy in Hemrick in a lame duck year and outdo you in that department by five. You had Parker Kligerman in much lesser equipment, outdo you by five. Josh Berry in a lame duck year, outdo you by five. Um, but at the same time, it's his rookie season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So uh, year two, I think he can make the championship four. But in order to make the championship four, he has to drive for somebody. And like uh, Sheldon Creed, his plans are not anywhere close to confirmed for next year. So that's the biggest thing worrying me about Chandler Smith next year. It's not his on-track performance or his talent. It's the fact that right now he doesn't have a car. And when he doesn't have a race car, it's kind of hard to go race. You know, I think y'all can probably figure that one out. Y'all are pretty smart. But um, yeah, that's my biggest worry about Chandler Smith. Gets an A minus, good season, but you know the question is: Is it enough in a very harsh NASCAR free agent economy to warrant a team, a big brand name team, picking them up? I think it should be, but again, sponsorship is as much, uh, you know, matters just as much, if not more. Probably does matter more than the talent of the guy behind the wheel. Sammy Smith had a very similar season to me to Chandler Smith. Uh, got a very impressive win at Phoenix, which he just decimated the field that day. Um, 15 top 10s. Would like to see a little more consistency and speed. But this guy is a rookie. And unlike Chandler Smith, he didn't have any full-time experience in any NASCAR series. Sammy Smith is only 19 years old, going to be 20 next year. And he's going to junior motorsports next year in the eight car. Keeping Pilot Flying J. And unlike Chandler Smith, he has the big sponsorship dollars and he's got a, a ton of talent. Uh, the guy, I, in my opinion, Sammy Smith should be renowned as one of the top two or three prospects, not just in the Xfinity series, but in any series of NASCAR. It's him, Chandler Smith, and Corey Heim, in my opinion, the top three guys right now that should be on these teams, big boards, mock drafts, you know, whatever they use in these in these owners' offices at NASCAR race shops to determine who their next guy is going to be. I think Sammy Smith should be one of those guys that's mentioned. Sixth in points, good effort there. Six top fives, 15 top tens, led 334 laps. Only won two stages. You know, it, 15 top tens isn't a great number. It's less than half the season, but um, nonetheless, it's a, a solid year, especially for a rookie and a guy that, remember, is only 19. He's not that old. He's got plenty of time to develop and turn into a driver that the field will 
fear. John Hunter Nemechek. I am going to give him an A+, plus, barely, because he didn't win the championship. But hey, these stats are insane. Leads 1,083 laps. 11 stage wins. The only guy to have double-digit stage wins. Or sorry, Allgaier had 13. Uh, the only uh, one of two guys to have double-digit stage wins. Only guy to lead 1,000 laps. Easily led the most laps. 24 top 10s. That's tied with Austin Hill for the most in the series. 17 top 5s. That's one more than Hill. 7 wins. That's three more than Hill and Allgaier and Mayer, who were second. Um, only three DNFs. I mean, you know, that's around, I think, tied for a second somewhere. Um, and he had 343 stage points, which was second to only Justin Allgaier. So he and Hill really sparred for much of the season. But John Hunter Nemechek with a fantastic season in a lame duck year where he knew for the second half of the year he's going to cup. He's getting his second chance at cup, just like Daniel Hemry. Um, you know, I thought Nemechek would be a force. Uh, coming into this series in the you know last last winter when I was making my 2023 predictions, uh, I didn't know he'd be this good. I didn't know he'd be seven win good, and he probably could have won 10, 11, 12 races. Um, talking about him like we talked about Larson, you know he he could have won probably four or five, you know six, seven or eight more races than he did because they were so fast. But um, a great year for him, a plus season. Doesn't matter too much because he's going Cup racing, but. He wants that lower series championship. 2021 in trucks, so close. 2022 in trucks, a little bit of a disappointment. And then last year, uh, 2023 in the Xfinity Series was great all year. Just couldn't quite bring the title home. Moving on to his partner in crime for much of the season, that's Austin Hill. And he gets an A, not quite an A+, because he did miss the championship, obviously. And we all know what happened with RCR imploding at Martinsville in those final laps. But hey. Breakout year for Hill, a guy who had, I think, two or three wins last year, both on super speedways. The question was, can he get that non-super speedway win? Well, he opened up the year with three wins in the first five races, two at super speedways. Um, but he got that win at Vegas and that thrilling last lap pass with Chandler Smith. I kind of forget Chandler Smith was that close to having two wins. Um, and I can't remember where he got his fourth win of the year, uh, but a huge, huge improvement over last year. And he wasn't bad last year. Um, he was just so fast this year, 16 top fives, 24 top tens, 346 laps led, four stage wins, 302 stage points earned. Just a really good season all in all for, uh, for Austin Hill. And that 21 team certainly has a lot to look forward to next year because we do know Austin Hill is coming back. Brett Moffitt ends up 15th in the standings. Um, nine top tens and you know, races like Richmond in the spring where he got spun late. I think he got spun by Brandon Jones, but Brett Moffat had a really good season for a small team. They're bringing in Haley Deegan next year. There's a lot of hype around AM racing. You have Deegan, who's the young one, the flashy one. She's kind of, um, I guess like the, the outside, like brand star for that team and the kind of unknown talent. And then you have Brett Moffat, who's the veteran. He's a truck series champion. Again, I feel like Creed, people forget that Brett Moffat is a NASCAR champion, but he is. He has that championship mindset, championship persona. Um, he's carving out a really solid career in the top three series. He's a veteran. He's been around to help. And he can help mentor Haley Deegan, mentor her. And he can also, you know, start maybe making a playoff push next year. I think that's certainly doable. I'm not saying if he doesn't do that, it's a failure next year. But I certainly think there's a good possibility of Brett Moffat making a championship run next year. He gets a B plus. 
Kaz Grala, uh, 17th in points. He just gets a C because he was average, like for himself and for Xfinity Series drivers. Not much to report on. Nine top tens, which is a much better mark than I thought he would have. I thought he would have four or five, and it's a lot of top 15s, a lot of 14s, a lot of 12s, a lot of 11s. Um, but, you know, just a decent year for Sam Hunt Racing. That's all there is to report. Uh, C for Kaz Grala. Jeb Burton, um, He's an interesting one to grade. He only earned 28 stage points. He only had six top tens. He only led 18 laps. But that win at Talladega put him in the playoffs, and he was looking pretty sporty in those playoffs until, I believe, an incident at Texas, I think, um, kind of put him in a must-win at the Roval, and you know that wasn't going to happen. But um, decent year on all for Jeb Burton. Uh, he gets a B. That win was nice. Second career win, both at Talladega, both in the spring race. It would be nice to see. Jordan Anderson Racing get a little bit better at the non-super speedways, but you could tell they weren't putting all the regs in the super speedway basket. Like they were clearly trying to do well, and they were doing well at the non-super speedways this year for a majority of the season. But we nice to see him get a win at a non-super speedway. Solid year, nonetheless. The other Jordan Anderson car, his teammate Parker Rutzloff, the rookie, um, another solid season. Um, B for me. His 16th in points, you beat out veterans like Ryan Sieg, Jeremy Clements. Um, solid season for Retzloff, who, you know, if if Sammy Smith and Chandler Smith weren't here, he could have made a serious push for Rookie of the Year. So, you know, in inferior equipment, he put together a solid year, seven top tens. Again, I would have been, uh, would have thought he had two, three, maybe four, you know, after a good super speedway run or something. But no, he had a really good year this year. Uh, I think we're going to be hearing a little bit more out of Parker Retzloff in the coming years. Moving on down, Ryan Sieg. Ryan Sieg. Um, I, I don't know. Remember a few years ago, I, I think he's made the playoffs a couple times. We were saying, okay, that win for Ryan Sieg is happening. It's going to happen. Just when and where, that's the question. This is two, three years in a row now, them running. I mean, they're falling behind. It almost feels like Roush. Like, not that they were dominant. They were never close to dominant. But it's like that lovable underdog that just kind of can't keep up anymore. And I kind of feel the same way about Jeremy Clements. I don't know if it's just an influx of talent, if they're really falling behind financially, sponsorship-wise, or, or whatever it is. But that 39 team and Ryan Sieg has not looked like themselves. They haven't been the lovable underdogs. They've been the guys that you look up and they're running 20th every week and they're saying, okay, this is concerning for their future to, to stay afloat. Because... I can tell you right now, if you're struggling with sponsorships, the worst thing you can do is go out and run 20th every week. That's not appealing to sponsors. You've got to find a way to have a splash race, to get in the news, make the newspaper headline. You've got to finish in the top 10. You've got to make a flashing move. Um, you know, if you're going to finish 20th, at least race the leader, you know, unnecessarily hard for the lead or, or, or for the lead lap or whatever, you know, you just got to make a move. And that team really isn't doing that right now. Ryan C gets a C minus going to give a C minus to Jeremy Clements as well. Um, at least Ryan C gets some top tens. Uh, Clements had none after a win at Daytona last year, which, you know, they were 20th place team all last year, no chance in the playoffs, the whole Penalty debacle, um, and I know I'm getting, I think I'm getting a little off order here number-wise, and, and I, I know, but Clements is is right there. So, uh, well, maybe I'm not. Okay, yeah, I am. I skipped Kligerman. I'll go back to Kligerman in a second. But, yeah, Jeremy Clements gets a C-. Again, they're just they're falling behind, and it's concerning. 
They made the playoffs in 2021 on points, like on speed. And in these last two seasons, they've been right here in 19th, in 20th. And you're kind of saying, okay, is, you know, the lovable underdog shtick, you know, gone? Because he won that race at, was it mid-Ohio or wherever, 2016? He got that win. Um, and now the magic has seemingly run out. Uh, Parker Kligerman, though, made the playoffs on points, finished 10th and had 18 top 10s. Couldn't quite get the win, but you feel like it's coming. You feel like it's close for Kligerman. And it's just, it's really fun to watch the guy. He's just a really cool guy. Um, but I'm going to give him a B plus. I know he didn't get the win, but 18 top 10s, really solid season, especially even after he got eliminated. He continued to just be consistent. And I mean, 116 stage points. I mean, he was right up there with guys like Brandon Jones, um, you know, Riley Herbst, uh, Hemrick in terms of stage points. So a really good year for Kligerman. And I think they can build off it. He's coming back next year. He's got the TV gig going. It's good to be Parker Kligerman right now. Anthony Alfredo, fast pasta, just gets a C. Um, average year. And with uh, Live Fast closing down and Big Machine or whatever it is that Xfinity Series team, BJ McLeod Motorsports, being able to get more funding. I'm hoping he improves. I'm hoping this team improves because, again, it kind of feels like they've fallen a little bit behind. Last year, I think they were 15th or 16th in points. And, you know, they had some really solid runs. And this year, there weren't any solid runs. Only two top 10s. I don't remember looking up my screen this year at any point and saying, oh, look, hey, Anthony Alfredo. You know, running top 15 or 12 or whatever. How about that? I don't remember saying that at all. So, I mean, it's just a little disappointing. Um, oh, this says he won't return to BJ McLeod Motorsports next year. Okay. Well, that's a development. Two more guys left, I believe. Yes. Josh Williams. Um, going to college. Congrats, dude, on going to college racing. I meant to make a video about that, but it was just a little a little crazy. You know, stuff got a little crazy there. So, um, you know, maybe we'll talk about free agency in these series a little bit later on. Maybe January as we're getting ready to preview the 2024 season. But Josh Williams just gets a C. I mean, I, I want to give him an A-plus for his Atlanta stunt, but can't, unfortunately. You know, oh, well, this is how it goes. But, um, yeah, solid. Solid season for a team that needed stability. And Josh Williams gave him that. Um, three top tens, a team in DGN that I think improved. Um, and now he's going to college. I think they're reaching a little bit. And that's no offense to Josh Williams, who's talented. But I, I just don't know if it's the best move for college, but we'll see. We'll see. Josh Williams, though, just gets a seat. Solid season, nothing special, but. Oh, well, you know, moving on both sides. Last one here, last grade I'm going to give out for the top three series. Hope these guys have enjoyed report card season. Um, you know, but anyway, uh, Riley Herbst gets a B plus. If you asked me before the playoffs, it would have been probably a C plus because he was getting better, had a few more top 10, 17 top 10 is not a bad mark. 10 top five is not a bad mark. Hadn't gotten that win yet, though. And you kind of feel like, okay, it's going to happen. It's been like four or five years. Is it going to happen? 
goes out and kicks the crap out of the field of Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, it happened. And then nearly beat Sam Mayer the next week. Had an insane final four or five weeks. It's unfortunate he wasn't in the playoffs or we would have seen one heck of a playoff run uh, from Riley Hurst. But it would have been interesting to see a year where he does make it. He wouldn't win the championship if everything stayed the same, but everybody would have raced differently. Maybe, you know, if he did scrape into the postseason and went on this run, maybe he would have been you know, the champion, or, or maybe he was motivated by the fact that he heard all the outside noise about Riley Herbst missing the playoffs while his teammates out here winning races and all this. I don't know. Um, but something flipped a switch. And the word around the garage was that SHR found something in the Xfinity Series cars uh, between Herbst and Custer. And Custer won the championship. He was really good, too, over the last over this last stretch. Uh, but Riley Herbst was insane. I think in the last five races, he had four top fives and five top tens, or maybe it was just four top fives. But Regardless, a great final stretch of the year for Herbs. Now, next year, the expectation should be make the playoffs. If he misses the playoffs, maybe we dismiss this run as a flash in the pan. Because you got to bring consistency. But he brings the sponsorship money. He brings stability to an organization, an SHR, that especially considering their current rebuilding situation at the Cup Series level, needs stability. And that's all you can ask for right now, in my opinion. If, if you're Tony Stewart, if you're Gene Haas is to bring stability, see if you can win one next year or two, but make the playoffs. That's got to be the goal for Riley Herbst. So that's the show. Um, like, subscribe, comment, share. For all the YouTube viewers, for all audio listeners, head on over to the Spotter Sand YouTube page. You can find us by looking up the Spotter Sand or by just looking up below the yellow line. Uh, follow us on Spotify. We just hit 20 Spotify followers, so pop to all you guys. Uh, rate us, review us. And I don't over to our Patreon. Just four dollars a month, guys, to support the show. Patreon.com backslash below the yellow line podcast. Thank you so much to our great friends at Moonlight Mixes uh, and Wicked Minis for sponsoring us. Uh, Moonlightmixes.com, Amazon.com, or Walmart.com to get your hands on Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis today. They have a Christmas edition, holiday edition there, winter edition, uh, a chocolate version of the mix, and then the minis are really good, like soups, salads. Just as a snack, I mean, the bags just disappear when they're around me. They're really good. So, um, you know, take it from me. I'm not trying to upsell you. We use car salesman here, the Wicked Minis. They're good. They're good. Um, appreciate anybody who decides to support on Patreon. If you're unsure, I mean, you know, it's the, the Patreon, it's not a scam. I promise you guys, I'm not scamming you. It's $4 a month. It'll go towards helping the channel, helping me out as an independent creator. And I would really appreciate it. You can find our show on Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts right here, of course, on the Spotter Sand YouTube page. Talking to Steve Post tomorrow from the Motor Racing Network. Check out the Patreon page. Head on over to MoonlightMixes.com. I'm Samuel Subs from the Spotter Sand and the Below the Align podcast. I will talk to you guys tomorrow with Steve Post from MRN. Goodbye. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.